Hello, everyone. My name is Cam, and I'm here with my friend, Nadja Strider, who is our programs director here at GameQuarters.com. And we want to just hop on a quick call today and discuss Corona. Obviously, this is a very intense time. A lot of changes are happening. Kids are home from school. School's on break for quite some time. There's a lot of unknown and just a lot of intensity of emotions and fear and panic. And just it's, this is a crisis. And that's brought a lot of changes. And obviously, we need to understand how to navigate those changes, especially when it comes to technology, screen time, gaming. How do we navigate these difficult times and, and these different times? And so we wanted to hop on a quick call today to discuss that, to really try to bring you as much value as possible. So, Nadja, hi. Hi, Cam. How are you today? I'm good. And so I'm in Dallas currently. You're over in Connecticut. I'm flying off to Thailand tonight to escape this country. But one cool thing about kind of this whole experience is we get to see the good side of technology. We get to see how technology is allowing us to have this call right now. And it's allowing everyone listening to also be able to tune in. And so we want to start by just saying, you know, we're certainly not against technology. Technology has a really good role to play if used in a positive way. I'll use an Uber later to go to the airport. You know, obviously FaceTime or Zoom provide a lot of opportunities to stay connected. And yet, of course, gaming or screen time can also get out of control. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Nadja, off the top, what should the focus be for families who are finding themselves in this kind of new circumstance? Well, I, I think it's important that we recognize that it's a often a burden for parents to keep their kids entertained uh, before they had a full day at home. So that's number one. Number two, with everyone's anxiety level, you know, raising really high, um, that can also deplete our ability to you know, cope with the demands that we have. So, you know, my goal today in our conversation is that we create some overarching principles that parents can apply to their family and to the unique situations of their family. So I would start off by saying that to the extent that you can to reframe this not just as a crisis, but also as an opportunity. Um, it's going to be painful for sure at first, and, and I can't say that it's not going to be painful, um, you know, for a long time, but some of the initial struggles um, will, you know, we can overcome um, fairly quickly just because people are adaptable and they make changes. So I want to tell people, uh, don't lose hope. Um, a mantra as a mom that really helped me a lot was KFC. Like in here in the U.S., there's Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. So that helped me, that acronym. But KFC is kind, firm, calm. And so each time I thought I might have a challenging interaction with my kids, as in every morning getting them onto the bus, I would think to myself, KFC, KFC. And that was really helpful for me to moderate. Um, so, you know, I think you and I both agree that there, there might be some need, uh, or times to relax rules a little bit and that's okay, but that doesn't mean free license to, uh, you know, game all day long. Like the principles that we want to think about are 
um, focusing to better screen. So instead of focusing only on uh, quantity, to start focusing on quality. Exactly. And, you know, we really want to kind of encourage this mindset, this reframing of, you know, yes, this is an intense time, it's a crisis, but there's an opportunity here. And part of that opportunity is, is families are going to be spending a lot more time together. And how can we see this as a, as a chance to kind of actually reconnect and learn more about each other and just learn to live with one another with less tension and less conflict and better communication? I think this is a really important time to really be identifying what are each individual person's needs and how can they communicate about that and how can we build a plan together as people may be in quarantine together to be working together in a way that doesn't have all this tension and conflict and stress. There's already enough of that. So how can we live in more harmony together where we're developing better connections? One of my favorite stories at the beginning of kind of this, this whole event was a family who had been in, in quarantine very early. This was maybe a month or two ago. And they shared that during that time they had no technology. And everyone was kind of very nervous about that initially, but they actually discovered by the end of it that they really actually enjoyed spending time together and they learned so much about each other. So during this time, how can we really focus on reconnecting, developing better connections as a family? And I think that also begins by focusing on quality, not quantity. Sometimes people are going to need their own time. And we're also going to need to come together because we're going to be feeling this lack of connection. We're not able to go outside as much. We're more isolated. And we really need to have a lot of intention into how we're addressing our social needs, our needs for human interaction during this time as well. Well, I think that, you know, given that this is a health crisis also, this is a really great time for us to be looking at our own health habits. And I don't mean exclusively physical health habits, but also, you know, mental health habits and, and well-being habits. So if we're trying to manage stress, it's been um, quite well established in the scientific community that mindfulness and meditation are ways to reduce anxiety and manage stress. So guess what? We've got all these wonderful apps at our fingertips that allow us to learn and practice mindfulness and meditation or to start um, yoga. You know, yoga kind of fits, puts both needs or fits both together in that it is both a combination of exercise and also a type of mindfulness. And I've learned that a number of apps and organizations are providing their materials free on a temporary basis just to be supportive, you know, to the world. So you can also, you know, start to look at YouTube and, you know, shift your focus like kids like YouTube. Okay, how can we use YouTube in a positive way? Um, learn some drawing techniques practice a new language. There's an old instrument laying around in your house, pick it up. I mean, you can take lessons in almost anything right now via technology. So to the extent that, you know, reducing the 
quantity may not be feasible, you know, really direct yourself towards quality. I know one of the things that you also think is great in, for ways for families to connect is via cooking. And, you know, you can combine technology to enhance that because sometimes that's a way to get your kids to buy in. Um, so what do you think? I know that you've had great experiences with families and get and engaging them via cooking. Well, I, I think cooking is an interesting one because you, especially for younger kids, they need to follow a recipe. They need to follow step by step. And it's this, I, I see this sort of time as we're going to need things to pass the time. And one way to do that is obviously to just binge watch Netflix to continuously scroll Twitter for all the latest news, to just game the whole time, and to just hope this all goes away and you know entertain ourselves until it's over. That's one approach. The other approach that, at least you know what I'm I'm going to be doing, is developing a really strong routine, and that routine is going to have uh, a couple different chunks of time of things I'm doing each day to help pass the time, but in a way where I still, still feel like productive, I still feel fulfilled, I still feel like you know, I, I'm, I'm prioritizing the things that matter most. So for instance, I know that my girlfriend and I are gonna put a, a, a yoga class on YouTube and we'll do a yoga class every day. I see this as an opportunity where I can stretch more, Cooking is another one. Typically, my girlfriend likes to cook, and I'm going to take this opportunity to maybe learn more about Thai recipes. I'm going to help more meal prep. I'm going to help cook, you know, help clean up more, because that's going to be an hour or two process that, again, just helps to kind of pass the time outside of just being productive, like working or working out and just watching movies. So really trying to find ways to engage your family in participating and, and contributing to each of these different experiences because that's where you don't... One of, one of the things I, I learned as a, as a young man was when you were on a date, you wanted to find an activity that was more, more of something you were doing together where the pressure to sit across from each other and have conversation wasn't as high because that might be a little bit awkward if maybe you're new to meeting each other. Or it creates a lot of like need to really understand each other. But if you go to, if you go bowling or you go to an event, you don't have to talk. You can talk. You can have discussions about maybe what's happening, but you don't have to. And it gives you something that you're doing together where, you know, you get to know each other a little bit and that creates the opportunity for a deeper connection. And I think families right now, they want to be kind of doing something similar where if you're playing a board game, you can have a conversation about other things, maybe how people are feeling about this crisis, but you don't have to, you could just talk about the game. Or if you're making recipes together, you could have a conversation if you want, but you could also just kind of do that quietly on your own. You could just kind of talk about, you know, how to chop these vegetables differently or how to make this sauce. And it develops that opportunity to have conversations without it having to be high pressure. And so I think during this time, 
you want to find ways to do that and you want to create a routine where you have some degree of certainty in your life. Because right now, outside of just kind of being in quarantine or being isolated or socially distanced from other people, we don't have a lot of certainty. And so we need to kind of find ways to create that through structure and the routine, whether that's we cook meals together, we're cleaning together during a certain time, or maybe that's just while mom and dad are working, you know, remotely, that's when the kids are doing homework and really trying to find that, that balance of a routine and doing time together while also having their own time as well. I can't agree with you more. I think having a routine and sticking to a routine because there is so much uncertainty and routine does provide um, certainty for people. So that is really, really important. You know, I would suggest that uh, everybody now who's going to be, you know, home for a while, uh, our kids who aren't in school anymore, have a family meeting, you know, get together uh, gather everyone's input, Not, you know, and it doesn't matter how young your children are. Everybody should have a chance to be heard here and try to come up with a creative and collaborative plan so that parents who need to work from home can continue to work from home. Maybe they can continue to work simultaneously while their kids are doing their classes online. But, you know, the, so kids know every day what to expect. This is what it's going to look like. This is what we need you to do. Um, engaging kids in chores, um, without using the word chores, uh, I like to say skill building. So engaging them in the cooking, engaging them in the laundry and all of that, you know, we can reframe this as skill building um, opportunities. I think it's also really important that whatever whatever you establish as the routine, you also establish what the expectations are of your family during this time and um, that you present, create consequences that you really are going to be able to adhere to because, you know, at this time being, uh, it's, it's most important to be able to continuously, um, enforce those consequences. So be thoughtful, even if they have to be a little less rigid or intense than they might've been in the past, the example that you wanna set right now is consistency, because that's also gonna help people feel more calm about what they're doing. Um, I think that another thing is, like go back in your mind and say, if I wasn't so busy, if we weren't all running around all the time, what, what were those things that I said that, you know, I, I wanted to do if I had more time? One thing that comes to mind for me, laughable, but really great family connection is I have hours and hours and hours of videos of my kids doing things. Now, I can't imagine uh, instead of watching binging on Netflix, but how fun it's going to be to get together as a family and play some of those videos. And, you know, the, all the warmth and laughter that's generated from that and, you know, the memories and the conversation and just the closeness, like this is a great time to watch all those videos and to go all through, through those pictures that you've taken. So, you know, when else would you have done that? When else would you have time to do that? So families, if they can start to think in those terms, you know, we have time to do things we didn't used to have time to do, things that will connect us. I think that's a great opportunity, great way to reframe this moment. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that 
there's an interesting dynamic happening here, which is online, kind of in society, things are rising exponentially in intensity. You know, I flew into the US, I don't know, four days ago, five days ago, ready for a huge speaking tour. Five days later, I'm on my way to the airport tonight. The whole tour was canceled and all my plans have changed, right? And, and I'm no different than everybody else. Everyone's in the same boat. At the same time that things outside kind of in the world are getting really more intense, being in quarantine really slows time down. And this is a really great opportunity for us to kind of actually just embrace the calm, right. embrace the quiet, embrace the slowness. I think very much a lot of us have been asking for that. We just wish things would slow down. We wish we yeah. would have a break. We wish yes. we didn't have to work or whatever. And now we have that opportunity. And it's obviously come in a time where maybe not in the way we thought or envisioned it, but it's here. And so how can we really actually embrace this opportunity to kind of slow down a little bit and play those videos and just reconnect, get to know each other better. Uh, I, I think that it's really important for parents here to be role models. And especially with how you engage with the news and how you engage with understanding the information you need to understand during this time. Obviously it's very important that people are being still in touch, that you're still paying attention to maybe what's changing, what guidelines by the CDC are changing, right. how to keep your family safe. You need to do that while also not getting caught in just the panic, the fear, the hysteria of these moments. And how you engage with technology right now is going to show a lot to your family, to your kids, and you're setting the example. So the more you can be intentional in how you engage with it, the more you can kind of set that as a standard. If you're asking them not to be on technology right now all the time, but you're on technology all the time, they'll see that as a double standard and it's gonna create conflict. So really be using this as an opportunity to find new hobbies yourself, find new routines yourself, engage in technology in ways that are helpful and, and help you feel better without causing a lot more anxiety or stress or, or tension in your life. And I think it's really important right now that we're each taking this opportunity to be responsible citizens and really embrace the duty that we each have to society to show up fully for these moments. And that begins with how we show up in our family. It's also a great time to, uh, you know, build some uh, media literacy, you know, for our kids right now, because we are going to have the news on and, you know, inevitably TV is going to be on just to, because we need to stay informed or people are going to be checking their, you know, Twitter, checking their phones. Uh, we really do need to stay informed. So, but in terms of teaching media literacy, you know, now we can start to talk to our kids about, consider the source, like you're reading something, well, who's the source? Was it, was it a post that you saw um, on you know, Twitter that may or may not be um, accurate? 
So consider the source, fact check. There are lots of ways to fact check. Um, if there's a strange URL or if the quality and particularly the grammar, you know, not all kids can be, um, are, are so grammar sensitive, but you realize that when something sounds off, so, you know, steer away from those and, and really do consider the source and what are, what are well-established, reputable organizations as your news delivery source. That this is a great opportunity to talk to your kids about that throughout the day. Like these, just the ability to engage and have conversations in real time instead of jammed in, you know, when everyone's home from work, activities are done for the day, there's still homework to be done. You've got to jam in all these lessons. Like the teaching opportunities, there's an abundance of time now for family learning and also sharing, you know, family values. Like with younger kids, the focus can be, you know, how the simple things we're all doing to stop the spread of germs. Um, with older kids, you can talk about the social responsibility issues here and, you know, re really explain your family's values and, and hear out, you know, their, their values and how they would, uh, what they think is an acceptable way to exercise social responsibility. Um, you know, a lot of teenagers and a lot of young adults are really very committed to that in the world right now. So great opportunity for those things. Another, we, you and I spoke about this, great opportunity to not just for the parent to be you know, the dominant teacher, it's a great opportunity to have your tech savvy kids teach you how to use all those features on your computer that you don't know how to use. And, you know, for them, it's really fun to have the validation that they know something and that they, they feel empowered being able to share information, you know, with their parents, they get to be the expert at something. So that's also a, an opportunity for a really feel good moment. And again, you know, that overarching principle of opportunity to connect. Teach mom how to copy and paste. Uh, mom's probably not going to play Fortnite, but maybe she could play checkers or a card game. And you could use technology to be able to do that if you need to. Uh, I, I think that, yeah, taking this opportunity, not just to teach, you know, mom or, or whatever about how to use technology, but also really think about this as, you know, what are these projects that maybe you've wanted to do? What are these books you've wanted to, to read? And this is a great time to do that. I think that often we can't find time to do some of these different projects. And now we have that time. So let's embrace it. Um, we're going to wrap up here, but I just want to kind of recap quickly the key points. First, reframe this as an opportunity for connection instead of as a crisis. Shift your focus to quality over quantity. That's both with screen time, quality screen time, and quality family time. Build new skills. There's a great opportunity here to really be learning new skills, taking the time to do different projects you wanted to do, or to teach other members within the family how to do different things that maybe they've always wanted to learn, but you didn't really have the time to do it. And focus on your health. I think it's really important right now that we're all focusing not just on our physical health, we're indoors, 
we need to be exercising. There's a lot of apps and YouTube videos that you can do to do that. And on your mental health. This is also a very emotional time. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, it's, it's easy to be scared. It's easy to be stuck in kind of the unknown. This is a time where we need to be responsible. We need to be calm. We need to focus on just finding kind of the peace in the moment. And we need to be secure in ourselves and our plans in our families and in the fact that we're going to get through this, all of us. And we just need to each do our part to make sure we get there. Couldn't agree more. Um, this is, and it's really very important also, you know, for parents to deal with their own anxiety. If they're not, if you're not dealing with your anxiety well yourself, then it's really unreasonable to expect that your kids are going to deal with their anxiety and, and not try to go to their normal, um, you know, tech, tech pacifier. I mean, that's what it is. That's the self-soothing. So uh, model healthy ways to deal with your own anxiety. Really do allow your kids to express their fears in whatever ways that they um, want to or need to. And some of those ways are going to be unexpected. Um, instead of telling them not to worry or invalidating in some way, you can explain to them that it's natural to be concerned right now. Uh, reassure them that you're going to do everything to uh, protect them and, you know, really come up with ways to uh, deal with the anxiety constructively, model those for your kids. And these are great opportunities for us to do, to do that and to share that with our children and to learn from our children. Exactly. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you, Nadja. I really appreciate your time. And we're going to be putting out more kind of content, you know, more resources, more worksheets, more videos, all of this over the next few days and few weeks on gamequarters.com. If you found this helpful and you think it'll help other families, please share this video. We really want to spread this message to help people feel more calm during these times. And for any families who are really struggling with gaming or screen time, we have a program for parents called Reclaim you can find on gamequitters.com. And during this really difficult time, we've reduced the price down to $97 from $279. We just are trying to find ways to make these materials more accessible, more affordable for people. We know that you know economic times are, are tough right now. So uh, that's something we're trying to do to just make a bit of a difference for families out there. And if you think it can help someone, please share it. And again, that's on gamequitters.com. And then on Facebook, we also have a free uh, support group for families, for parents. And you can find that by searching Game Quitters on Facebook as well. But we're really kind of wishing you all the best, wishing you peace and, and wishing safety for your family. And we're all going to get through this. So, you know, take it one day, one hour at a time, one activity at a time, and we'll get there. KFC, kind, firm, calm. Nice to see you, Cam. Stay safe. See you soon.